since then you uh, you have been praying for me and uh, supporting me and uh, through your prayers and support we have seen God working and doing things back in Africa and I've been longing for this day to come and stand before you and tell you thank you well remember uh, 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 all that you do and uh, all that you have been doing so let me just maybe begin with my testimony a little bit before I share with you the word from the word of God. I'm Wilson Maungo. Uh, I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ through reading of a tract. I was born and raised up in a community which did not know the true God. Until that time when I'd just gone through initiation to become a tribal man. One of the evening, I was walking by a village market, and there was a street preacher preaching and giving out the tracts. So I took one. At home, I started reading it. And uh, on that tract were this book, Psalms 119, verse 176, which reads in part, I have gone astray like a lost sheep. So when I read this, uh, that verse and explanation on that text, tracks. It really got hold of me and I reflected in myself and I saw how sinful I was uh, before the Lord and it really touched me and uh, I felt that I needed Jesus. So I had no option but to surrender my life unto the Lord. And uh, as I prayed that uh, prayer and uh, asking God to forgive me all my ways, my ways and bad life I was leading, and uh, prayed thereafter. I walked out to go look for a pastor, and he prayed uh, with me, invited me to start attending uh, the services, and that wasn't all that I wanted because I wanted to know more about the God, the new God of the Bible. And I started praying, and finally the Lord answered my prayer, and he put me in a Bible school for three years where I was taught the Word of God. And uh, uh, during my time, I opened my heart because I wanted to know more about this God of the Bible. Finally, I discovered that the God of the Bible is a true God. And uh, after discovering that, I started thinking about my people back home who are not believing in the true God. So I started praying that the Lord will lead me to my people and be a witness to them. So finally, God also answered my prayer by taking me back to my people. And uh, I started witnessing to them. And among the first people who came to know the Lord through my ministry, my dad was one of them. And I was happy to disciple and uh, train my daddy. And I had a privilege of uh, baptizing him. So God, since then, he has gone to be with the Lord. And uh, later on, I had to witness to my mom. And uh, also, she accepted the Lord Jesus Christ. And now she's, sleeping, uh, uh, she, she, she's living a happy life in the Lord. And she loves the Lord so much. And uh, thereafter, I started witnessing in Kitale. We started a small church with the two families. And since then, let me tell you, God has been good and God has been a blessing. So we have now 83 churches altogether in five countries. Two more countries are open to us, still waiting upon God's time to go there. And on top of those churches, we are bringing our men who are overseeing these churches in a Bible institute. They come once every month for a week. Stay with them, teach them, instruct them, 
and then send them back home with a lot of assignment. And then uh, after doing that in Kenya, the second week we traveled to Rwanda, drive for two days to Rwanda, also to go and bring together the church workers there and also have a training uh, with them. And we have been really, really enjoying that and seeing people really get to know the truth and get their life changed and uh, serving the Lord better than uh, uh, before. And we really thank God uh, for that. On top of that, also we are caring for the orphans. People die, leave behind kids, and uh, these kids come to our churches. And uh, as a church, we don't really feel, uh, sit and uh, watch them suffer. So we thought of maybe uh, helping those that we can help, and some we bring them in our schools. So we have 189 orphans altogether that we are caring. And uh, we have six Christian schools, one Christian school in Uganda, and the rest Christian schools are in Kenya scattered all over. And we have a total of 2,083 kids who are coming to a Christian school. And the reason why we want these schools to remain open, that we get a chance to witness to these kids. We want the Lord to start working in the life of these kids. So when they grow up, they will not deviate from the ways of the Lord. And we thank God we are seeing them uh, uh, accepting Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior of their life, which is uh, really good to us. And we thank God. And uh, also, uh, uh, we move in the villages and uh, also the places where we go. People have no clean water, and the Lord provided a drilling rig. So also we are drilling wells and give clean water to the communities that they don't have clean water. And God has been really faithful. Since I was here, we have sunk five wells, get clean water to those communities. And we really praise God uh, for that. Little bit about our country. Our country, as uh, you have heard, and some of you keep on uh, looking on the internet, see what is happening there. Uh, God is really blessing our country since the post-election violence. And we have the freedom of preaching the word of God. And... Uh, as the government puts it, say it's 80% of 40 million Kenyans that are Christians. But to me, I think maybe 5 to 6% are the people who go to the Bible preaching churches. And 15% are the Muslim, mainly they live along the coast, although we have some few who are scattered all over the country. And we have no problem and of this with this Muslim. What we are seeing, especially in the eastern part of Uganda, we see these Muslims now are coming to know the Lord Jesus Christ, which is really good. And early this year, uh, the pastor from there called me, and he said that there are 10 Muslim parents who have brought their kids to our Christian school. So he wanted to deny them bring their kids, though I told the pastor, if they will agree that no Quran will be given their kids to bring to our school, and if they agree that the kids will participate in our morning devotion, the evening devotion, and uh, they will always assemble the parade to sing, listen to the word, and listen to the prayers, then we can uh, accept them. So when he talked to them, they accepted. Now we have 10, uh, maybe 15 kids from Muslim families who are coming to one of our schools in Uganda, and we thank God because every day they are getting to hear the word of God. Who knows what God will do? into their life. So that's what uh, and we're doing, and we really thank God. Right now, we have the problem in our country, in northern Kenya. Uh, these people who live there, they are nomads, and they live to raise animals for their uh, living. And for the last three years, 
we had a long drought there and all of their animals died and these people are left with nothing and they've been struggling and starving and you have maybe have heard uh, of them dying of starvation and on top of that there are people who are running from uh, Somali running from the war there and also long drought in that country now they're crossing into Kenya and mainly coming where we have those churches. So these people are kind of trying to confuse people, but we convey for your prayers that the Lord will intervene and the peace will be restored in Somalia so that these people can be taken back. Before I came, we had like 2.3 million of Somalis who had crossed, and most of them we hear that a group of Al Qaeda and are moving around trying to recruit younger guys, pull them and send them to Somalia to fight for Al Qaeda. So please pray for the uh, the, the place there that uh, the Lord will intervene and uh, things will be okay because we don't want uh, such a kind of troubles. Also, I thank you for the monthly support and I thank you for the Berean uh, Baptist Church. Uh, Pastor David Mohana is doing so well and uh, is doing a great work there. Uh, since the year started, I've been there maybe twice, being with him and uh, I really praise the Lord for him, and I'm really grateful to what God is doing through that brother. And uh, we thank you for the funds that you did send to help buy the land for the church. But uh, the, the, the price has been uh, just going up from time to time, and uh, we're yet to buy that, uh, help them buy that plot. And the money that you send us, you know, they're well kept in a bank, and uh, please continue to pray that finally the Lord will provide the rest of the money needed so that they can get a place of their own. The problem is that every time the landlord keeps on increasing uh, the, 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 the rent for the meeting place. So that's the struggle that they're having, but, uh, but we thank God that uh, God has been taking care of that. So really, I was, uh, I'm really happy to be before you and say thank you. Thank you for standing with us and are praying with us. I have some pictures maybe I would like maybe to show. Oh, this is Berean, and this is Pastor David Mohwana, and me, and uh, Pastor Edward, and uh, the other guy on the left, you know him. <laughs> okay. Uh, this is uh, David Mohwana's wife, and uh, that is Pastor Edward's wife, too. So, uh, just uh, outside the church there. Okay. I told you I came to know the Lord Jesus Christ through preaching, uh, through reading of a tract. So somebody who was preaching and giving a tract, oh, you see those two trees? He was standing between those two trees and was giving. And since then, uh, since then I didn't see him again. And even maybe it's not aware that the tract he gave to me made a uh, changed my life. So that's the place and uh, really thank God. Okay. Is that all? Okay, now this is uh, one of our school, uh, Uruma school, and I think uh, these are uh, orphans who are just coming to meet Brother Gary when he was there, and these are the other school kids, and we have 600, this is the biggest school, we have 600 kids there. And that's the church we started in 1991. God has really blessed. That's Uruma Baptist Church. And uh, when I was here, I shared uh, about the need of the government. Uh, the government was praising us because they wanted a decent building. And when I shared, the pastor heard that, and uh, he took uh, an offering, and he sent to us about 2,000 
uh, dollars. And the money he said was the first ever money that came in toward the construction of the building. And the money that came in, we put on the foundation, caused us to start doing that. And we really thank God. Maybe on Sunday I'll show you uh, uh, the latest pictures of the building, show you where we have reached. Although it's raining so heavily and uh, our fear is that uh, the building might come down because we use the bricks and... Uh, the bricks, you know, when it rains, it absorbs water and it's easy to dissolve and then the building comes down. So please pray with us that uh, faithful, faithful is he who started this good work and faithful is he who is going to accomplish it. That is all that I wanted to share with you. So maybe uh, this night I have just a... Uh, my message is just about to thank you. Thank you and uh, then I'll turn to the... Pastor to take or to to close. Okay, if you have your Bible, please can you turn with me from the book of First Corinthians, chapter fifteen and verse fifty-eight. If you are there, then we can read together. Therefore. My beloved brethren, be ye steadfast and immovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord. For as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. So, I know many of you, if not all men of you, most of you, have really done something to help with God's work. Even if not in Kenya, maybe somewhere else supporting the missionary or the work of God somewhere uh, around the world. And uh, sometimes, you know, when people give, they don't get a report, they feel maybe as if they have not done the right thing. It kind of makes them to despond spiritually or they feel like stopping giving and uh, other things. But I want this tonight to share with you uh, what the Apostle Paul told the church in Corinth, your labor is not in vain in the Lord. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. That's what I'm going to speak about. In this chapter, we see the Apostle Paul, after starting this church in Corinth, and he taught them a lot of doctrines about all, uh, all this Bible major doctrine, and he told them how they should be doing. And after the apostle Paul left this area, the people started coming in with false doctrine. There was some kind of philosophy. Because apostle Paul, when he was there, he told them about, uh, he told them especially about the resurrection. And he told them uh, Jesus was to come. So he did not tell when, but he told them that Jesus was to come. So these believers at Corinth thought that uh, Paul was, uh, the Lord Jesus Christ was to come in their day. So they looked forward the coming of the Lord in their day at time. So as they kept on waiting to see the return of the Lord, and the Lord lay to come, and uh, false people now got a chance to come in and told these people, please, there is no resurrection. When somebody is dead, that is the end of life. There is no life after death. And now these believers were now becoming uh, confused. How comes we were told that 
Lord is coming and is coming to reward us for the good work that uh, we are doing for the Lord. And now comes. And those people who are believers died, started dying. And when they were dying, and those who were still alive, they started becoming confused, were wondering, what is going on? If the apostle Paul told us, this is going to happen. And now, we don't see. Jesus returning, and those who have been waiting are now going, what should I do? What should we do? And at that time, now the false philosophy started coming in, and when the false philosophy started coming in, in this church, then Apostle Paul, when he heard of this, this is what he wrote to tell them about the resurrection. He told them that the resurrection was sure, and what he taught, uh, taught them was uh, true, and he told them that uh, no matter if those who have believed are dying, but still, still the Lord will come. And when the Lord come, we reward them for their good work that they have done. So their labor in the Lord is not in vain. So he wanted to encourage them to keep on doing what God had put in their spirit to do. So here, in chapter 15, the all of chapter 15 to verse 57, the Apostle Paul is talking about the resurrection. Uh, he was using the words like uh, uh, anastasis, which is that this resurrection will be real, not a spiritual resurrection, because the spirit cannot die, neither be buried. So he was telling them that the resurrection we are looking at is just a physical resurrection. And those people who have died in the Lord, those who have died in the Lord, they shall be raised up again. So whether they die now, don't be worried about them. Because there is a day these people will be resurrected. So Necroni, uh, which means standing up. These people will stand again. It's Temi. Eh? It will cause those people who are already in the grave to stand up again. So he started now encouraging the verse, uh, chapter 15, verse 3. For I delivered unto you first of all that which I also received, uh, how, the, uh, how that Christ died for our sins, according to the scripture, verse 4, and that he was buried and that he rose again in the third day, according to the scripture, assuring them if he died, then he will rise again. Eh? So, this is what was assuring them. Then verse 12. Now, if Christ be preached that he rose from the dead, how say some among you that there is no resurrection of the dead? Verse 13. But if there be no resurrection of the dead, then, he, uh, then is Christ not raised? Eh? Assuring if Christ, because they knew and they heard about how Jesus uh, died according to the scripture died for our sins, and he rose again for justification. So he, they knew these people. So he's telling, if you believe that he died for our sin, how can you deny that he did not rise? So if he rose, also those who die in the Lord Jesus Christ shall rise again. And if Christ be not risen, then our preaching, uh, our preaching uh, is our preaching vain, and your faith is also vain. If Christ is not, verse 17, and if Christ be not raised, your faith is in vain. Ye are yet in your sins. 
Verse 18. Then they also which are fallen asleep in Christ are perished. He's telling them, even Christ did not rise. Then those who have died in Christ, then they have perished. But if Christ rose from the death, then those who have died in Christ also shall be raised when the Lord returns. So, verse 22, for as in Adam all die, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. But every man in his own order, Christ the first fruits, afterwards they that Christ, uh, Christ is at his coming. Yeah? So it, uh, it tells them the order, how things happened. The first was Christ. And then second is going to be Christis, those who are in Christ, Jesus. So he wanted them to be encouraged to know this, that they should not give up from what they were doing because there were some who were kind of just now reluctant doing the will of God. Say so we can't do because we have been doing and people have been dying. Uh, we see people die and we don't see any sign of the Lord Jesus coming Christ. So he is encouraging them. Whether uh, you die or whether people are dying now or not what you have to do you keep on doing what you are doing as my uh, uh because he knew what the lord had promised uh, to his people then verse uh, 26 uh, the last enemy that shall be destroyed is death and uh, verse 50, uh, 51 behold i show you a mystery we shall not all sleep but we shall all be changed in a moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound, and the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must put on immortality. So this is what it was just trying to let them know, because of the confusion which had crept in the church at Corinth. And now coming to verse 58 is now assuring them. Because he starts saying, therefore, after now talking the previous verse about the resurrection and about those who have died in Christ, how they shall be resurrected again and stand before the Lord and be rewarded for the good work they were doing or they had done. So now he comes here, he now tells them, therefore, therefore, my beloved brethren, who are the beloved brethren? Those people who are saved, born again. Those people who love the Lord, who are in Christ Jesus. Those are the beloved brother. Eh? When you talk about brother, you know who is a brother. Eh? A brother. Eh? He was telling my brother, hmm? my beloved, you know, you cannot lie to your brother. And you cannot do anything that you know that will hurt your brother. Because he's your brother. So he was telling him, as my brother in the Lord, I'm speaking, telling you the truth. Be ye steadfast. Hmm? Be ye steadfast. They were to hold on the truth concerning the resurrection. To remain firm. Not unmovable. Unmovable. That have been fickle and prone to change. 
they would not be moved by false teachers, temptation, or persecution. Because as they were serving God, there were things also would have come their ways. So now the apostle Paul was telling them, whether what comes your way, please don't give up. Keep on. Keep on doing what the Lord has called you to do. Main focus on the Lord who is the author and the finish of our faith. Don't be twisted around with the false teaching. Unmovable. Then he told him, always, always abounding in the works of the Lord. Continue. He encouraged him to continue doing what God has put in the heart to do for him. So, this is what the Apostle Paul was uh, telling this church. Abounding to increase all God's people must become involved in the great task of spreading the word, sharing, witnessing, told him, keep on witnessing, keep on sharing. Eh? If maybe someone was supporting missionaries, keep on supporting the missionaries. Keep on supporting the church. Keep on standing with the work of God in your local church. Don't, don't give up about uh, the false teachings that were creeping in. Then he comes there saying, nah, uh, uh, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. He was talking here. This is the power of hope. As much as you know. It is something that he had taught these people. And they were aware of it. So he was just reminding as much as you know. That's a power of hope, power of assurance, that we should not be moved by anything or anything should come away and stop us from serving and doing uh, the things of the Lord. Here we see the promise of hope. Your labor is not in vain in the Lord. The word labor, here is use the word kobos. Uh, kobos means uh, a labor of grief. And why did he use that word? Because these Corinthians too were going through persecution as they were serving the Lord. So he told them the work I know that you are doing, encountering with false teachers, temptations and trials in your way. But I just want to tell you, please, although sometimes you go through difficulties, don't give up. Don't give up. You keep on doing as much as you know what we are doing one day we are going to be rewarded when we stand before the Lord. So tonight, also I just want to thank you so much for standing with us, not only Kenya, but for standing with the work of God around the world, sacrificially giving, praying for them, and at time maybe things come like a the problem of now employment, economy, degrading, coming down all over the world. But I just want to urge you, don't look on the circumstances that are going around. But you remain focused unto the Lord and keep on doing. You know, like in right now, as you see things there, 
Maybe you get something little. Think of your family, the rains that have not paid different things and all that. Then you say, what should I do? But the apostle Paul say, keep on doing what you are doing. It's very grave, but keep on as long as you know what you are doing in the Lord. In the Lord. I'm not saying those who are outside the Lord, but those who are in the Lord. And here the apostle Paul was talking to the believers. People who had believed our Lord Jesus Christ. So as long as we know anything that we are doing for the Lord is not in vain. There is a day we are going to stand before the judgment seat of Christ. And our work shall be tried there. And the people who shall walk from there rejoicing after being given the crowns for well done my son. That's what we are waiting to hear when the Lord returns. So I keep on encouraging you, brothers and sisters. Please remember God's work and keep on doing God's work. And uh, as much as you know, it is not in vain. There is a day we are going to be rewarded. God bless you and thank you so much. Thank you, Pastor.